Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. I've been thinking to myself, you've been throwing all these dates about, when your kids at school get to see this, they're going to go, my God, I wasn't even born then. <laughs> yeah, I know. They keep, they always say to me, Mr. Button, how old are you? And I tell them I'm 44 years old. And it's like, no, you're not. Uh, they think I'm lying to them. And it's like, no, I'm 44. Yeah. I'm an old man now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah. so no Crystal Palace, no uh, no Welling, no Maidstone. Where did you go now? Yeah. I think at that, that stage, I went to VCD. Uh, and I, I played, I think it was the Kent County League at that stage. Yes. So I, I played there for a season under a fella called Roger. I can't remember his surname, mm-hmm. uh, but I know his name is Roger. And I'd done a season at VCD. Uh, I was playing really well. And then I, I got a first team call. But at that stage, Tony, it was a bit weird because at that I didn't understand like non-league circuit. I didn't understand it at that age. So I was playing in a in obviously the under sixteens or whatever they were in the Kent Kent League. And I was quite happy playing that. And when when I got a call for the first team, I was like, nah, I'm not interested in that. I just want to play with the boys. With your mates. Right, so I, yeah. yeah, basically. Uh, I, and I didn't understand the progression that non-league football then. You know, it was it was very much a come from a professional circuit I suppose playing for professional clubs and then I was told you you know you're going to play for do you want to play for the first team in VCD I was like no I don't want to play for that I just want to play with my mates in the under 16s so it was it, it was a bit bizarre time so yeah so I think I had a season at VCD and I think I was the leading goal scorer that season as well with them and then things sort of just I think they closed the team after that. They just run the first team and it sort of fizzled out for me. And I ended up going to a number of clubs. I think I went to, a, at the time, it was Groves and Northfleet. I went to Bromley, been all over the place. So I've probably got a list of about 30 clubs I've been to in, in the time. But the problem I had is I kept on going on holiday in pre-season. So that obviously did do me no favours. So I remember being at uh, Groves and Northfleet and I'll be playing really well. And then all of a sudden, I'll go away for two weeks on holiday. And they obviously didn't like that. And then, then when I got back, it was like playing in reserves. And I was like, well, I ain't playing in the reserves. Like, you know, it, 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 you know, that was my way of thinking at the time. Now, I understand why you're playing in reserves and yeah. you get up to the first team. Yeah. But at that stage, it was literally, nah, I'm not playing in your reserves, mate. I'm either playing in the first team or you don't want me. Like, simple as. So... I, I was I, I done a lot of wrong things really. Time it was like every season I'd say, "Well, I'm going to have a good go here. I'm going to have a good go here." And I'd do a really good pre-season, and I'd go on holiday for two weeks, and and I'd come back, and they'd go, yeah, "You've got to start in the reserves." It's like I ain't starting in reserves. Stop this, and it, it, it yeah, I wasted a lot of years. Time. I mean, I remember playing for I think it was obviously Kent County because I had an under 18s team goes up to under 18s in King County and I think I might I think because I, I got fed up with doing these trials like obviously at Ebsleet well Ebsleet now but I would graze in Northfleet then I'd obviously do the trial and I think one season I said to myself I said to my dad I don't want to bother playing I'm just going to play for Kent County so I just played for Kent County it must have been the last year of Kent County so it was under 18s and again, I was playing well, but my fitness levels weren't good time, like because obviously I wasn't. I was only playing for Ken County, uh, and I remember a fella 
Len, his name was, and he was a Nottingham Forest scout. And he said, look, I've been watching you for five, six years. He said, I want you to come up to Forest and have a Forest trial. And I remember at the time, I can remember clearly, my dad said to me, well, you better get yourself prepared for this trial. He said, because I'm driving three and a half hours up to Nottingham, you need to be prepared for it. And I think I had about, I think it was two months preparation to go for this trial in, in obviously Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And uh, I had my dad, he said, you better go jogging, you better get your fitness levels up. And, and I was like, yeah, all right, all right. I, I did a time. I went up to this not in a forest trial. I remember my dad stayed in an hotel and I stayed in some digs with some of the players that were there. And I had this trial, obviously not in a forest. I played well, but I was so unfit. Compared to those boys, I was so unfit and I just didn't do myself any favours. And they turned around to me and said, yeah, his, his fitness for levels were very low. We was very surprised. But as I say, I didn't do myself any favours because I didn't do any preparation. Which obviously says a, a, says a lot to a lot of boys playing football these days that preparation is key. You know, it's, it's how much you want it. And I suppose at that time, I, I didn't want it enough. You know, I didn't want it enough. Um, I played it because I was good at it. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't want it enough time. So that was, that was my sort of professional career there, there for the taking. And I did take it. Well, do you know what? Um, I've, I've done a really good interview with Stuart King and Stuart King made a comment during his, his chat and he said to me, if I could talk to my 14-year-old self now, yeah. he said, yeah. my life would have been so different as far as football's concerned. And it sounds yeah. like with you, it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously listened to Stuart's interview and yeah. I, I thought it was a brilliant interview. I loved it. Like, just, just his maturity, like, you know, he sees things from two different views, you know. Obviously, he's got his career now yeah. and he's doing really well with his career. And from, obviously, a football side of things, you know, he, he, he had opportunities and he, he just didn't take them, I suppose. But, yeah. One of the telling things for me as well, and it's, I mean, if we pick up a paper now and we see X player has been transferred to X club, we just accept it. But we don't yeah. know what's gone on behind the scenes. And when Stuart gave that interview to me, and he was so honest about his feelings about going to Maidstone when he didn't want to go. And you can yeah. imagine, you imagine that you're like a £10 million player and you're going to go and play for, I don't know, XYZ club. You definitely don't want to go, but you've got to go no. because you've been sold. How do you do yeah. it? I mean, and you love it. That's all they, that's all they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, it, it's mad time because I've, I've played with a lot of good players. You know, I remember playing with Ben Thatcher. Yeah. who was obviously, you know, you've probably heard of his name oh, yeah. at Millwall, yeah, yeah. uh, Tottenham, Spurs, you, you know, Man City, I think he went to on his biggest transfer. Yeah. He hated playing football. And he'd probably tell you that himself. He hated playing football. Wow. <laughs> Which is bizarre. Wow. It's absolutely bizarre. But he obviously earned his money from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he, he had a good career. Yeah. Um, but, but bizarre, very bizarre. That's a strange so, one. so where did you go from there then? So Nottingham Forest, that didn't work out. Um, no. How old were you at the time? I, I think at that time I was coming up to 18 years of age. Oh, okay. Prime time for a young footballer, really. Yeah, prime yeah, prime time. I think from there, time I ended up going to Bromley um, and I played at Bromley for a while. We, we had, I played, funny enough, I played in the reserves and I got, I got around it this time. So I'd done a pre-season. Uh, and they, they had they had a brilliant reserve side. I mean, some of the players in that reserve side, you know, 
they'd come from professional clubs basically. So I knew quite a few of them from Millwall. There was a there was Paul Paul Irving. He he played obviously in that team. There, there was a there was a few players that obviously come out of professional football or you know under 16s level and things like that. And I played with a lot of them. Um, and it, it, the, the actual reserve team were better than the first team time. Yeah, they were. They were. I mean, if you spoke to any of the players, you know, we were better than the first team. But the problem you had, and you find this with semi-professional clubs, is you get a lot of players. That some of these players, players at Bromley, had been there sort of from the age of you know 14, 15, 16, and they've been playing first team football for four, five, six years. You know, a new boy comes in. You're not getting the opportunity. It don't matter how good you was, you know. You you wasn't you wasn't getting the opportunity because they're not going to drop those players. So it got very frustrating. Uh, I think I was I think I think it was a Bromley about two three years, but it was like a bit on and off. So I think I've done sort of I think I've done a season with them, and I was playing in the reserves, and it was a very good reserve side, like I say. And then I think I got a bit fed up again, so I've done another pre-season, still in the reserves. And I was thinking, well, I'm just not getting the opportunity. And there was a there was a player called I remember a player called Joe Francis, very good player, played in the first team. And he used to always keep me going at training. And he used to say, Look, I can't understand how you're not playing in the first team. I'm going to have a chat with George, because the manager at that time was George Wakelin. And uh, he kept on saying to me, Look, be patient, you'll get an opportunity, you'll get an opportunity. And I'm saying to him, Well, Joe, like, I'm not getting an opportunity, you know. I've come from sort of playing professional football, Millwall and all this. And I can't even get in the first team of Bromley. And he's going, yeah, it doesn't work like that, though. It doesn't work like that. I said, well, we should work like that because you should be picking your best players. Yeah. Um, but I remember getting a call from George Wakelin. Uh, it was near Christmas. I think it was December. And they had a game at Enfield. And um, he rings me up. He says, look, he says, uh, players dropped out. All right. Um, we've got an opportunity. Do you want to come to Enfield? And it was funny, Tom, because I'd, I'd, I'd got a theatre show booked up with the missus. And uh, I went to him, now, George, I've, uh, I've got something booked up. Can't make that. And he went, oh, that's a shame, son. All right? And I was like, well, it is what it is. You know, I've got this, this has been booked months. Yeah. You know, I can't just cancel a theatre show to go and play at Enfield. The chances are I'd have probably gone to Enfield and sat on the bench anyway. Yes. So um, uh, after that, I never got another opportunity to obviously get in the first team. So that, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Some some of the stuff that I've gone through, it, it's bizarre. I just got fed up time. Yeah. It was just, you know, you do a pre-season, you'd be playing well, but you just wouldn't get opportunities, you know? And, and and maybe maybe it was me a little bit because, you know, maybe I needed to wait a little bit longer and maybe be a little bit more patient, but I didn't have the patience time. I was just literally, well, you know, I've, I've turned you down to go in Enfield. Surely, when the next opportunity comes up, I'm in now. The man, it, yeah. It, it did, yeah, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, so I didn't get the opportunity. So, yeah, so from Bromley, you know, that that was my days over Bromley. I felt I spent two or three years at Bromley and then just got a little bit fed up with football, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, don't, I think I might have had a season out or a couple of seasons out of time. Sounds familiar if that happens. Yeah. And, then, and then you miss it. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, to cut, I mean, some of the clubs I've been to, I mean, I've been to a lot of clubs. You know, I remember playing for Thamesmead Town with Keith. Um, you know, he gave me opportunities to play. I remember going playing for Slay Green 
with, uh, I think it was Whitey, and who was the other, Mickey Ong. Um, so, you know, I've, I've been around the circuit and I've been Seven Oaks. I've been everywhere, time. Like, I just, it's, it's just like, it's a long story, mate. I could, I could spend hours and hours of your time probably reeling through all the clubs I've been to. But yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre, mate. It's, it's really bizarre. You know, another club, Folkestone. I played for Folkestone in Victor, Darren Hare and Mickey Crow. So I remember going down there and I remember actually there was a couple of lads at Bromley, uh, a lad called Berkey, a uh, good player. He said to me, look, come down with us, come down with us. And it, it was funny because Mickey Crow lived this end with me and he used to like pick me up, take me down to Maidstone with Berkey. Uh, I think we, we played about, I think it was about 12 games in and I don't think we had a good run. And then I, uh, I know that they, they obviously sat the managers and then we all went as well. So it just seems that everywhere I went, it was a disaster, mate. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh dear, you've, you've, not had a, you've not had much luck in your football career, have you, up till then? Well, no, no. I mean, you know, obviously I've got good memories. You oh, know, I've got good, yeah, I've got good memories. I mean, my best memories are obviously when I had Dr. Jutes play at Lillyshaw. Uh, so I played Lillyshaw School of Excellence and, and the pitches up there are just mustard and staying up there and my dad met uh, Sir Bert Millerchip, he had dinner with him so it, there's there's good memories, good memories I mean, you know, some of the players I've played with I mean, I remember being up at Lillyshaw playing with Kevin Gallen Yeah, um, another one I know Yeah. Well, what a player he, at that age, like, if you said to me Tony, who was your best player that you played with, Kevin Gallen well he, he was he was mustard, like he got on the every single one of my crosses he'd get on the end of, like he, he was he was phenomenal and he he was built like you know obviously I won't swear, <laughs> but he was like he was built he was massive at that age exactly. he yeah. was at, at, at that age at sixteen you know he was he was already a man you know and obviously he was at Queens Park Rangers and. It was quite mad because he wasn't really bothered about playing at Lillyshaw or, or playing for England schoolboys because obviously Queen's Park Rangers had offered him a contract and, and that's where he was going to be. Yeah. And that's where he stayed. And he's obviously had a, a superb career at Queen's Park Rangers. Really, so, really yeah. That's a side that uh, in their heyday, they were a cracking side, weren't they? Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah. Well, yeah. they have some good players. Yeah. Yeah. Some like, good oh, players. Dear, dear. Yeah. Yeah. Rodney Marsh there and all the rest of the lads. Rodney played for them, yeah. didn't he? Does my yeah, memory play tricks for me? I think so, Tony, yeah. I mean, you know, you lose track of time, don't you? And players <laughs> yeah. play there. It all, like, blurs. it all blurs into I one. Know. Yeah. I know, I know. It's, it's quite mad because, obviously, without writing all this information down, you just can't <laughs> you, remember it all. Well, especially about <laughs> the clubs you've been involved with. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you need a telephone directory. We're at a stage in your story. I suppose you're about in your mid-twenties now, are you? Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Around that, around that, yeah. That must have been around mid-twenties, yeah. And yeah. what next for Marlon then? Oh, mate, I, I think from that from that stage, I, I was doing virtually the same again, Tone. I was, I was dipping in and out clubs. I was, you know, I was doing a pre-season... And, you know, I'd come back and again, they'd say, you're playing in the reserves. And I think I just got fed up with it, Tony, in the end. I can remember playing for certain people, you know, here from Belvedere. I think I had, I think a couple of seasons there, doing all right. Um, and then again, it, it, it's, it's how things work. You know, managers come in, you know, they get given the budgets. When it, when it doesn't go so well, 
they actually end up getting another manager in. Yeah. So, you know, I, I went through a lot of periods where, you know, I remember playing through here from Bill D. I can't remember who the managers were now. Again, it's, it's so, so many managers. Yeah. Um, but I know the two managers were in charge. I think it was Cosy. Cosy, his name was. He was the manager at the time. And they, they were given a budget and they, they obviously wanted to win the league. Uh, and then things go a little bit pear-shaped. And then it's it's not what the club want, and then they get rid of them. Yeah, and then crazy. you sort of a new manager comes in, and you you either face fits or it don't. Or generally, new manager comes in and he brings all these players in that he wants. You know, and that's football. That's yeah, that's football. football. Yeah. That works, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, from from I can remember rightly from from sort of obviously when me football wasn't working out, I obviously went to university. I've done three years at university. I obviously played for Greenwich University. Uh, I ended up representing the South East Universities. Uh, I remember going for England Universities uh, up at Lillyshaw, getting up there, um, playing really well again. And then it snowed. And then I called it all off. So there was another opportunity lost. Oh, you know, you, you couldn't, You couldn't write this time. You couldn't you make couldn't. it up, could you? No, no. no. So I, I, rem I remember, you know, the university days, so around my 20s, I think it must have been 21, 22. You know, I played with some boys up at the university team, some really good players again, again, that were re representing the southeast of England. Uh, I, re I remember two of my mates um, saying to me, come on, come over to Grays with us, come and play over Grays. And uh, at that time, I think I was playing for Welling in the Capital League. I think they, you know, midweek capital yeah, league. Yeah, I know the midweek one in London. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was playing for Welling in the midweek capital league, and then the boys were saying, "Come on, come over to Grace, come over to Grace." And I remember getting in the car, and I was adamant I was going to Grace. All right. So I'm in this car. I think it was the bloke, the goalkeeper, Kenny, his name was, and he was driving, and he picked me up, and he and I was like, oh, "Training for Welling? I should be training for Welling." Because they trained over um, Sparrows Lane. So I was training over like Charlton's training ground. And uh, I remember saying to him, no, I should go to Willing. He's going, look, come to Grays Rivers. You get a, they've got a big trials night tonight. And this is the right opportunity for you to come over with us. And again, saying I've done the wrong decision again. I said, can you drop me off at Welling? Right. So I ended up going to Welling. And obviously, again, nothing really happened there. I was training, I was playing, but nothing, nothing was going on there really for me. Uh, again, it was players that had been there years and I weren't going to get the opportunity of Welling. So again, what I should have done, Son, I should have gone to Grace because eventually I did end up going to Grace with the boys. Yeah. But because I'd missed like the main trial, I kicked myself in the teeth, really. Yeah. Uh, because when I ended up going to Grace with them, I remember doing a few training sessions and they signed me straight on. But again, it was one of those ones again where I travelled to these various destinations were, were like two hours away or you know usual old day traveling basically yes. oh, yeah. um so yeah I, I signed for grays uh on a little quite a bit of money at that time actually but again i was going to games i was sitting on the bench and getting about 10 15 minutes oh, and i think i must i must have lasted about three weeks this time mate <laughs> <laughs> and then i thought I went. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having this. But I'm not. I'm not sitting on the bench. Oh, yeah, they were playing. They were playing me. But yeah. at the end of the day, Tony, I wanted to play football. You want to play I, football. To be honest, yeah. I wasn't really worried about the money, mate. Yeah. You know, it was. And then that was another club that I've been to, and 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 just went. Now nah, I ain't doing this. You know. So. How, how did you eventually end up at Whistle then? 
There's got to be well, a story a attached to that. Well, well, the story goes, Tom. So I remember, again, I was with, I was doing some training with Welling again, the club that I should have I never keep, gone near. They keep right? coming back. Yeah. I know, kept, kept going there. I was like, must have had something going on in the end. So I ended up uh, doing some tri tri well, training at Welling. I think it was Adrian Pennock was the manager. But obviously I was a bit older at that stage of time, so I wasn't. I didn't have the youthful legs that I used to have. Yeah. So anyway, cut a long story short, he, he obviously he wasn't going to sign me. And it was quite funny because we played a friendly against um, Bay. And I was on the bench. I came on. I think they gave me a half. Um, trialled me out for a half. I came on and I scored a weldy. Hit one from about 25 yards in the top corner. And I thought to myself, oh, he's got to sign me now, hasn't he? Jesus, what else can I do? You know? And he, he was all right. He, he, he had youth in his side and he literally said that, you know, I've got a mate at um, Bay, Jason Lillis. All right? So um, I went to him, all right, well, I'll go down now. So anyway, I went, up, went down to Jason. He signed me on. And again, I was doing all right, but I was obviously a lot older time. And um, Jason was good as gold. And I, I was playing really well. But again, it was budgets. They was obviously pushing to try to win the league. As soon as we had a few bad results, you know, the money's pulled. Uh, and, you know, it's, it was just, yeah. I don't know, it's a bit, bit of a weird one there. But I remember, I remember being there, I think I had a season there time, or season, season and a bit, I think. And I remember playing against... Uh, in, a, in a, I think Jason said me go and play a, a reserve match because I just come back from injury or something yeah. and um, I, I remember playing obviously Whitstable Seeds was playing in the middle yeah. uh, skinned, I skinned him a few times and uh, uh, it, it's, I remember going do you know what the pitch was beautiful down there the, 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 it, just, it just, just had that nice feel you know yeah. And, I, and with Erwin Bay I was the, I, I think I was going for a bit of a down spell with Erwin Bay and I, I, what I did then, I was like, Do you know what? I, I like this club, Whitstable. All right. So I think I actually, it might have been you that I emailed on the quiet and said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to come down to Whitstable. Are you interested? And I think, I think I spoke to Seeks and he, and I think, I think he done things the right way because I think he obviously had to put a seven day approach in. Uh, yeah. And he put the seven day approach in to obviously go to Whitstable. And, and that was it, mate. I, I was over with you guys. Yeah, and, good um, good yeah, yeah. So that was that was that was one of the best decisions I ever done, time. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, when I look through my old football career, you know, signing for Whitstable, it, it was one of my best things, mate. It, you know, what a great club, great supporters, just just a lovely feel, mate. It really was, right? Top club. Yeah, that that feel that you say. Um, one of the boys I spoke to in the last few weeks, actually said very much the same thing. He was playing at the time for Ramsgate and he said to me that he always loved coming to Whitstall. And I said, why? What was so special about it? He yeah. said, it was just the shape of the ground, the way it's laid out. He said, that big stand so close to the pitch. He said, when yeah. you get a few people on there, you get the noise. And he yeah. said, they always seemed an appreciative crowd. He said, even if we were the visitors, he said, yeah. great. Yeah. And he said, the pitch. I love playing mm. on the pitch. So, oh, pitch is beautiful. I know there's a slight slope on it, Tom. Yeah, but, there is. I mean, the, the, the surface was 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 brilliant, mate. Like the, the the pitch was mustard. I mean, and as I say, with with the supporters and the stands and everything, it, 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 it was a, just a great atmosphere, mate. And and the thing what you get from the fans as well, you know, you know they they love the football down there. You know, I I obviously live up in Crayford, 
Um, you know, I've got a lot of clubs around me like Thames Media from Belvedere's VCDs. But down, obviously, the coast, it's just a different way, mate. It's just a nice feel, nice sense. You know, they're great people, mate. It's really nice. I mean, my brother's moved down to Whitstable now as well, so he's down your way. But, yeah, it's just, you know, playing at Whitstable, it, it, it was great, mate. I really enjoyed it. Great good. club. Well, we can't not talk about your uh, your cup exploits, can we? No, no. Again, another another great memory, mate. You know, you know. To, to, to obviously, we played Beersted that day. Yeah. And uh, you know, they give us a good run for our money, didn't they? That really surprised me. I've got to be honest, because going into the game, they weren't they weren't in the same league as us. They mm. they hadn't had the best of seasons, I don't think. And we approached it. I, I, I person, I'm talking about personally, not as a players. We approached it thinking, "Well, oh, blimey, we've got this." I wonder what the score yeah. going to be. And they were all saying, "Oh, four, one, yeah. three, two, whatever it was going to be." Yeah. But no, yeah. the difference was Marlon Buck. Yeah. It was yeah. unbelievable, I mean, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, the first half. I remember Fury obviously making that one against one side, oh. uh, keep, keeping us in the game. Um, and then obviously, you know, the goal was good. I remember it obviously just being in in our, in their half, obviously having a little run with it. Uh, and it was a left foot driver as well. It was uh, a cracking goal. Uh, top corner. Top it corner. Was. Uh, you know, and whoever took the picture of that time, I mean, obviously I've got the picture from it. Of course. Um, yeah. You know, the, the picture that the person got, unbelievable. He's actually got it like as it's hit of stanchion, like taking the net back. You know, it was... It's a brilliant oh, picture, isn't it? It's a brilliant oh, picture. Yeah. Well, actually, oh, the, brilliant, brilliant. actually, the guy that took it for us was a guy that came to me one day when I was at the football club and he asked if he could take some pictures. And I said, yes. And then he came the next week and then he said, can I come away with you, follow you? Yeah. And his name's Per Lang. Um, he, oh, yeah. yeah. He, do you remember now? Per Lang, his name was. And he's a Swedish guy. And um, he... he, he, he he spoke English, but he's, he's historically he's, he's from Sweden, and yeah. um, the quality of the pictures that he took were stunning, weren't they? Really. Oh, they were brilliant! I, re I remember him doing like little books for us, like all the players. Yes, and he's obviously he's got he had every player, every picture. Like they were they were fantastic. I remember him doing obviously little books for us all, and he obviously had pictures of the final, you know, pictures of the. The goal I scored, obviously, um, and, but just like general pictures of you, like beating a player or turning yeah. a player. Or I remember one of the pictures he took. He's got a picture of me. I've beat the player. I think we were playing. I think it might have been Tunbridge Wells. We we're playing at home, and he's got me actually going into the box. I've beaten the player, and the player's clipped me from behind to take me down. So that's how clear the picture is. Wow! But but the, the mental thing was, so I didn't get a penalty for it. <laughs> <laughs> But you can clearly see it from yeah. the picture that it was a blatant penalty, you know. Well, so. I'm sure I'm sure you remember that day. It was it was April. It was April yeah. the fifteenth because it was my birthday, and it was <laughs> a blistering hot day, wasn't it? Hot. Oh yeah. It yeah. was a hot yeah. day. Yeah? Out of nowhere, yeah. the weather hadn't been brilliant, and then all yeah. of a sudden, the sun yeah. shone through Whitstable. It was it was yeah. it was magical. It was a it was a hot day, very it was a hot very day. hot day. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was, it was what, what a day that was, so it like, was fantastic. It was... 
And the yeah. nice thing about it was as well, where we played, which was Dartford's new ground, they'd only just been in there like that season, I think, at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So everything That's right. was spanking new and it was yeah. it was wonderful. It was lovely. Yeah, I remember in change rooms, obviously before the game started, obviously the set out in the change room, all the kit all laid out. It, and obviously we'd obviously been to the Hilton for obviously pre-match breakfast as well. Good old so, Steve, eh? Yeah, I mean, you know, Sieg's done it right, didn't he? You know, he had he had obviously rotation systems throughout the season as well. It sometimes was a bit frustrating. Yeah, well, um, there you go. But, but he had it right. He knew how to manage, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and he was very professional. Like obviously, like now, I I take a lot from Sieg's, believe it or not, because I obviously manage teams now. But yeah, that that day, everything was just laid out perfectly. Pre-match breakfast. You know, up to the ground, everything laid out, preparation, out the pitch, proper warm up, ready to go. Uh, yeah, it was it was just a great occasion time. It was a great time, it was it really was. So now if we go full circle, now obviously you're teaching, you're a PE teacher now. So what happened yeah. as far as football is concerned to you know, coming towards the end of your career? Well, obviously the the, the great season we had at Whitstable. Um, obviously moved up the league, didn't you? To obviously, is it what's the league called, Ishman League or whatever it is? Ishman League, yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously, like at that stage, I know obviously Siegs wanted to keep most of us at the club, but obviously, as you know, like to get to you guys at Whitstable, it was taking me sort of hour, hour and ten minutes to get there. Um, so, so again, I made the bad decision again, time um, to obviously not go back to Whitstable, do a pre-season, and then go here from Belvedere. <laughs> Um, so you couldn't another, make it up. You no, couldn't no. Make it up. I mean, if, no, you couldn't. I mean, if I look back now, Tony, it, it's very easy to go. You know, why didn't I just start with the ball? You know, all right, I could say that it was it was a lot of travel, and obviously I had a family at that time as well. So I wasn't, you know, to go to training twice a week, and then obviously all day Saturday, it, it was getting a bit too much. Yeah. So. Uh, as much as you know, you want to carry on playing football. You've got to have some family time. You've got to have the time with your family. You know, so I think the decision to sign for here from Belvedere was more as it's local. I can still sort of play. I've only got a local training, so that was a decision I made. You know, I, as I say, looking hindsight now, I wish I hadn't. I wish I'd stayed at Whitstable. Um, you know, and, and had a, had a good season in the Ishman League and, yeah. and at least played one or two seasons more. Um, but again, with you know, I signed for here from Belvedere and again, that sort of fizzled out for me. And I think after that time, it was it was time to sort of hang up my boots, really. Um, and have, having a son that obviously was getting into football, that was, that was the way forward for me, really. Yeah. Um, what's the side you manage now, then? So at the minute, I manage Kent Football United. Uh, under 15s Kent Youth League, so and I also do the North Kent District team. Oh, so you're well involved with football still then? Oh, we're 100, percent yeah. So you, um, you enjoying it? Oh, I love it, time. I love it. You know, I, 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 I've been lucky because when I obviously start, well, when I finished my football, I started a little soccer school. Um, so I started running a soccer school, and then I created my own club uh, called Bexley All Stars. I think it was around 2012, 13, I, I created them as a club, got them entered into uh, the Selkent League. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went and we basically won everything. Like, I, I was just, I, I've just won everything, mate. It's just bizarre. I've, I've been possessed with some great players. I mean, obviously, 
you know, what I've done, I've been lucky because I've had the same players from the age of six and seven. Yes. Uh, and then brought them up, you know. So it, it's been a great experience. I mean, obviously in the Selkirk League, I think I had uh, four years and I won the Cups every single season. And then they went to a league format and then we ended up winning the league. And then I had to... I had to go elsewhere, basically. So I went to Kenfield United because I just didn't have the infrastructure at Betsy All Stars. I was playing at school, yeah. didn't have a ground and things like that. Yeah. So I uh, played in, obviously, the Kent Youth League. So Kenfield United, we went in the Kent Youth League. Uh, and then we won the Kent Youth League in the first season of the Kent Youth League. So it, it's phenomenal. I mean, I've been, you know, sometimes in football time you have a bit of luck as well on your side. But yeah, I've I, I've, I've won everything, mate. It's just, it's, it's been phenomenal, really has. And I... Tell me something. Um, talking to one of the guys recently, he was explaining to me now about uh, kids of six, seven and eight getting into football. Now they've brought in the small-sided goals. And, and I wasn't aware of this situation. He tells me that what they do now is when the opposition have the ball to take a free kick, as it were, uh, sorry, um, a goal kick, everybody retreats to the halfway line. Yeah, because, that's, that's right. Yeah. Because that way it encourages the boys to play the football, play out. And he, yeah. his feeling is that that's now become ingrained in the, in the football culture of the youth. And he said that we are approaching a golden era of really talented young football. Do you see that? Oh, 100%. I mean, you know, when you talk about that, I mean, the groups that I've worked with, obviously, at the age group there are now, so they're under 15s. Yeah. Um, and some of the players that I've worked with, obviously, the North Kent district players, right? So they're the best players in the district. Um, and obviously, the team I run on a Sunday, Kent Football United, and just the league in general. I mean, some of the teams in the league, I mean, you've got the Maidstones, you know, you've got the Ebsfleets, you've got the Cray, uh, you know, all them teams, the, the standard of football, them boys are, are so strong. You know, they are definitely the next future generation. You know, the, the standard is brilliant. Some of them boys, I mean, I, I look at a lot of the boys and I do think to myself, why are you not at academies? Yeah. Because that's how good they are. They are good. And it's quite funny, Sam, because my team have played like academies like Brighton and we've beaten them. All right? So it's bizarre, really. You know, the standard of football in the Kent Youth League at that age, at the minute, obviously I'm looking at under 15s, it is very, very high standard. So these boys are obviously in the next few years looking at going to good semi-professional clubs. You know, there's, there's opportunities there. For, for them and the clubs as well. So your journey through football, the chances yep. you've had, the chances you could say that you've spurned because of mm. whatever reason, you haven't had a bit of luck on the way as well. Is this something that you can bring into developing these young kids to try and point them in the right direction then? Oh, 100% time, 100%. I mean, you know, it's quite, it's quite mad because I'm a bit, you know, I'm cutthroat in terms of, you know, I'll say it how it is, really. Yeah. And, you know, I see a lot of boys that go to these academies. They get picked up at the age of six, seven, and, and they get promised a dream, you know. And and I, I, from my point of view, and everyone's got their own opinion, from my point of view, I think boys should play in, like, leagues like the Kent Youth League for as long as they possibly can because they get to enjoy football. Academies, there's too much pressure. 
you know, there's pressure, you've got to be this, you've got to do that, you know. And I see a lot of kids that have been with academies for five years and then they just get rid of them, right? So they don't sign them on and then they don't want to play football anymore. So in terms of the levels they're playing, I think it's, it's the best way forward. And I advise players, you know, when clubs come in for them, I say, you know, have a little think about what you're doing. You know, think about, you know, if they're going to sign you, that's great, fantastic, take the opportunity. But remember at the end of it, you might be there two years, you might be there five years, and then all of a sudden they get rid of you. So what are you going to do then? You know, so, you know, it's, it's a difficult one, Tony. I, I obviously advise people, you know, different things. You know, some people will say, well, if you get an opportunity at one of these big clubs, you've got to take it. All right, well, well that's fine. I'll never say to someone, don't take the opportunity, but I would say to them, if you're good enough at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, they will sign you if you're 16, 17, 18, won't they? Mm. You know, Absolutely. if you're you're good enough, they're going to sign you, you know, and, and you get to enjoy things, you know. The, the enjoyment, you know, my son's had with his team, um, you know, winning like the Kent Youth League and winning the Cups, you, you can't take that away from the kids, you know. Yeah. The, the, you, you don't get that at academy levels. You know, they play other teams, of course they don't, but it, it, they don't get this sort of sense of belonging and teamwork and things like that. It's too much pressure. That's, that's, that's my view. Well, I make you right, because one of my guys, again, well, I've been speaking to, played in the conference and he told me that he enjoyed playing for Thanet United as much as yeah. he did for playing in the conference league. He said, it's, yeah. it's football. And if you're playing with your mates, he said, really, you can't beat it. No, no, you can't. And, and that's the, what I'd always say to people. You know, you get to 16, 17, 18, and the club comes in for you at that age, then obviously you're going to go for it. But... You've enjoyed all your football beforehand, you know. You've enjoyed playing for your semi-professional clubs and now you've got the opportunity to go to pro level, you know. So it, it, it's the way forward, I think. You know, get get just enjoy football. Just enjoy it. Well, I think it's time for us to wrap it up there. Uh, only, yep. be, only because uh, this is going to be one of the longer ones that I've put out. <laughs> so I'm going to advise everybody before they uh, listen to it to yep. make themselves a cup of tea. Or, yes, 100%. Or, or do what a lot of people do, listen to it in bed. Would you believe yeah. that a lot of people take their, their phone, plug in the earphones yeah. and listen to it in bed? Yeah, uh, well, that's what I did, so. The ones that are already on, that you've yeah. already done, literally in the evening, you know, instead of watching the telly, because there's a load of rubbish on the TV, yeah. I'll, I'll, listen, I'll listen to the interviews. <laughs> Brilliant, well done. <laughs> Well, from me here at Belmont Banter and from Marlon Button, who's given us such a good day today. Well done, Marlon. That's been brilliant. Uh, don't forget, everybody, join us again for the next edition of uh, Belmont Banter. And from me here and from Marlon there. Cheers, Marlon. Thank you, mate. It's been brilliant. Thanks, Simon. Appreciate it, mate. Take well care. Done. Take care. Thanks. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. I'm your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter, for news about local football in Kent and beyond.
I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers.